0: often we think about the stuff that we're going to talk about or you're working on as being like this burdensome kind of work. Mm -hmm. But what if you worked through a conflict in a space that felt incredibly relaxing Mm -hmm. and beautiful and reminded you of how much fun you have together at the same time, then maybe when you're home and you're in your like cluttered kitchen or your kids are running around or whatever your kind of like the chaos of your life is, you've kind of encoded the skills to also bring back the memory of being in a place that feels really good. like Exactly. Hi, I'm Esther Boykin. And I'm Erica Turner. We're licensed marriage and family therapists. And together we run Therapy is Not a Dirty Word, a collection of workshops, retreats, happy hours, and other awesome ways, like this podcast, to bring people and therapists together in real life. With that being said, here's the podcast. Well, I, I want to start by saying this, if you subscribe to the newsletter, if you follow us online, then you already know that we're hosting a couples retreat. Yes. So I want to like preface this entire episode by saying this is not a self-serving um, pitch to register for a retreat, though you should totally register for a retreat if you're in a relationship <laughs> but that's separate that's not the point here i actually really want to talk about this because although we are excited about our own couples retreat mm-hmm. it turns out that erica is not a retreat person i am not a retreat person <laughs> <laughs> which seems completely ridiculous that i am hosting a retreat with you Yes. And And I'm I'm super excited to be be hosting the retreat and to be the therapist on the retreat that I would not go to if it were me who was wanting to work on my relationship in that way. Yeah. So there is a secret part of me that is like, I'm going to convince you that you should totally be going on retreats. Okay, You You guys definitely need to be doing this. But also as I think about it, I'm like, I've always interested in retreats, but this is the first year in a really long time that I've actually like plunked down some money and gone on a retreat. I went on a, like a, not a couple's retreat, an individual retreat, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. And I learned all these things. I was like, oh, right. This is why I love this. Right. But I also realized like, you are not alone. I, at one point in my life was also in this, like, I'm not a retreat person. Yeah. Somewhat ridiculous. I mean, you were in France in like lavender fields. So I feel like that's cheating. Okay. Well, first of all, (laughs) if you're going to go on a retreat, I will say this. I feel very strongly like, A retreat should be just that it should be it should feel like a retreat like this like retreat concept where you're in some like hotel conference room or church basement or like in some stuffy like person's office for like eight hours that's not a retreat that's just a really long meeting or workshop or conference or something yeah retreat in my world implies things like the south of France in lavender fields yeah or okay. tropical beaches right. or for you, a, a, you know, lakeside cabin in the mountain. Because I don't like the beach. Because you don't like the beach. <laughs> also, she's going to the beach. <laughs> but I am going to pet a sloth, so I'm really excited about that. See? <laughs> and I think that that's part of it. But let's talk about, all right, tell everybody why you are anti-retreat. I mean, I think to say that I'm like, I mean, obviously, I believe in retreats or I wouldn't be hosting one. The reason that i would be less inclined to go myself um, if i were wanting to work in my relationship is because i don't want to do work while i'm on vacation so i very much am a person who like i'm the laziest vacation person ever like i literally find a spot that's pretty that i can walk to from my hotel or bed and breakfast or wherever grab some books Lay out and just read books by a lake, preferably, or mountain view. Those are those are my preferences. <laughs> uh, I will do the beach if, if I must sometimes. <laughs> um, oh, the, the air by the beach is just gross. anyway oh my gosh, the air <laughs> at the beach that's <laughs> so ever. gross. It feels like somebody's put a wet blanket on your skin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's all like salty and fresh and relaxing. (laughs) Well, first of all, a lot of retreats are by beaches. So I would, I would have trouble. You're already, already, already already in the major obstacle for you. Yeah. So that, I mean, that would be the big thing for me would be that I don't, when I go on vacation, I really want to relax. I don't do, you know, I, I do get vacation time, but it's not like I'm doing multiple vacations a year. So when I go, I want to do a lot of nothing. Um, because I spend the rest of my time doing a lot of everything. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I can, I can vouch for that. And I will say I 100% agree when I'm on vacation, I want to be on vacation. I work a lot, um, as do you, Mm -hmm. as you are very familiar. (laughs) And so, yes, I, I however prefer to be at the beach in a hammock, Mm -hmm. preferably with somebody who brings me all of the things that I want, food, drink, books, magazine, like, yeah, Um, And yeah, I want to do a lot of nothing. But I guess part of it for me is that I don't think about retreat as being a vacation Mm because I get that. I don't want to do work on vacation, but I wouldn't mind working in a vacation like setting. And to me, that's like Mm -hmm. what a retreat is. Like if I'm already interested in thinking about doing whatever the work is, like whatever, you know, in our case, like for couples, whether it's, you know, improving your sex life or strengthening your relationship or getting better at communication. Mm -hmm. If I could do that in a beautiful place, right? I'm all about that. I mean, even in my actual real work life, I do that all the time. Like I am, I know every winery within like 45 minutes of the office that Mm -hmm. has Wi-Fi (laughs) because if I just need to do paperwork or I need to do writing like if I can go sit somewhere that's beautiful yeah why wouldn't you want to do that and that's that's my perspective on Mm -hmm. retreats I have a lot of thoughts about it but I always think of it more from the perspective of if I'm doing this anyway right then why not do it someplace beautiful? Which is a fair point because, you know, if I, you know, were trying to work on my marriage, I would go to like traditional couples therapy, the mm-hmm. kind that I do day in day, in, day in and day out. And while I think my office is lovely, like it's not some magical view place. I mean, I try to make it cute, but. It's lovely, <laughs> if you've not seen her office. But it is not a lakeside or a beachside view. Um, no. I, looks out onto a police station in the city hall yeah yes it does <laughs> <laughs> yes. not that we do a lot of staring out the window um but yeah no i i think that you know there's a lot to be said for doing that work in a place that is enjoyable and it is <laughs> relaxing and frankly the research supports even though i I may feel sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. on my traditional therapy deal. (laughs) Um, The research supports doing novel things with your partner. And if you're sort of intertwining doing new activities, doing things you haven't done before in new places with working on and growing your relationship, that's only going to be beneficial to each other, right? Like we're having this new experience we're learning these skills that's also helping like encode the information in your brain about what you want to do new in your relationship yeah. because it's connected to this new part this these new memories mm-hmm. and these new activities yeah um, which I totally I mean I agree with I and mean, we I think you and I off the air have talked about that and probably in other episodes the novelty piece is huge I also think about it in terms of which I think about to the office point, right? Like we, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of time really thinking about like the aesthetic of each office, mm-hmm. making sure it feels warm and comfortable and safe and beautiful and all of these other things. Mm-hmm. And I think a retreat is this opportunity to like expand that exponentially. Right. Like, because the environment in which we do things does impact the mindset we bring to the work. Absolutely. And so... For so many couples, especially for couples, I think it can be true in individual retreats too, but so often we think about the stuff that we're gonna talk about or you're working on as being like this burdensome kind of work. Mm-hmm. But what if you worked through a conflict in a space that felt incredibly relaxing mm-hmm. and beautiful and reminded you of how much fun you have together at the same time? Then maybe when you're home and you're in your like cluttered kitchen or your kids are running around or whatever, you're kind of like, the chaos of your life is you've kind of encoded the skills to also bring back the memory of being in a place that feels really good. Like exactly working on our relationship reminds me of what it's like when it feels really good to be with you. Mm -hmm. And that to me is sort of also the benefit of being in a retreat. I think about some of the things, even using my personal experience, like the retreat I just went to, I think about some of the things that like I talked about or I thought about or I worked on like you know I hate just the financial planning and management Mm -hmm. of running a business like Mm -hmm. it is just my least these are my least favorite things to do Mm -hmm. it is tedious and I find it stressful Mm -hmm. but you know talking about that while I'm literally sitting on like a beautiful patio that looking at lavender fields and the sun is setting Mm -hmm. means that I come back and I I don't love it but it doesn't have the same physical response. And I think sometimes we underestimate how much environment helps us to shift the physical responses we have to certain kinds of content and work. Right, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, we are so sensitive to environmental cues. And of course you can learn, you know, useful skills about anything in a very drab, like hospital stale environment. You absolutely can. Yeah. But there is something about your brain being cued to sort of think in certain ways or to receive experiences in a certain way. And if you're in a cold, sterile setting, it's that much harder Mm -hmm. to sort of absorb this as a positive and potentially pleasurable and warm sort of information that you want to take in. Um, as opposed to you know if you're by the beach in Costa Rica or in a lavender field in France like it's much more helpful for your brain to sort of say like oh like I am being primed essentially to feel good about this experience yeah and to feel like this experience is something I want as opposed to something that I'm trying to escape exactly Um, which which totally reminds me of not you read that article I have to find it there was an article and this she's a writer but she talked about her and her husband going on a couples retreat And oh, literally, yes the thing that they got most out of it that brought them together was there's the people who ran away from the retreat literally rate. ran away from the <laughs> retreat like the most ex- <laughs> important aspect of their time together was realizing how much they equally hated it and plotting their escape which also felt like harrowing. Yeah, I don't know what kind of <laughs> It <is>. seems scary. <laughs> so there is. I think there's also space to acknowledge that a lot of, re- in my opinion, maybe it works for other people. There's a lot of retreats that I feel like are just kind of being done wrong. Is that harsh? I feel like I can say wrong because this is the podcast. Like in another professional setting, I try to be more diplomatic, but mm-hmm. it's just wrong. People shouldn't feel like they want to, like literally, yeah. climb out of like hotel windows and like, I think catch they a left bus at, like, home. five o'clock in the morning. Like they, they literally, they literally snuck out. away because they were afraid of the people. Yes, <laughs> and how They would react. <laughs> so they literally snuck out, yeah. which is not, that is suboptimal. Yes. <laughs> you are doing the retreat wrong. wrong. Not the couple, whoever organized it. Like right. it's wrong. That's not, doesn't work. No. <laughs> I also, and this is a little bit of personal and professional advice. I like the intensity mm-hmm. and I know that that's not a good fit for everybody. Like not right. everybody enjoys that level, but I like the, int- if there's something I want to grow in or learn about or get better at, like I enjoy having an opportunity for there to be like an intensity around it. Yeah. To me, it's sort of the difference between like, I don't know, taking English in high school versus taking an English class in college. Mm-hmm. You go to class for an hour. You do a bunch of other. You know, you go back to your regular life and you sit in this room week after week. And yeah, you're doing things and you're like you're reading and whatever. Mm-hmm. But to, that was such a different experience than like when I was in college taking a creative writing class and spending three hours in class. Right. And then having long periods of time, like having stretches in between that where I could talk to like other students and like was really kind of every week incorporating in a different way, like a different level of intensity. And I feel like that's also nice in a retreat setting, like really intense work. And then there is a break ideally Mm -hmm. where you're like off, but you're integrating the stuff that you're doing. Right. And there's space for that. And you can absorb it. Like you have time to absorb it. I mean, and, and, you know, I think in shorter periods of time, the focus is on getting, getting the skills to people as quickly as possible and like giving them enough space to kind of practice it to sort of Mm -hmm. be able to to conceptualize it, but not really being able to sort of immerse yourself in it and really have enough time to absorb it. Like it's just in other formats, you're just not gonna have enough time to do that. In an hour and a half, an hour or an hour and a half in an office, like you're just not gonna have that amount of time. Yeah, You have to make up for it sort of week over week and it integrates into your life in in a different way but it's not the same as having sort of this very contained bounded um moment where you have the opportunity to really take in the information yeah. and absorb and process it um so yeah no i yeah. think that does make a difference um i, think it does. I really like it yeah I, yeah I mean near? I think the other is that <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. It's it's funny. I had a I had a, fam, a family session this week where someone asked me they were like because it was it was it was we knew it was going to be intense. Yeah. And they were like how are you feeling about this? Like do you want to do this? And I'm like I'm a family therapist. Like this is my jam. <laughs> <I'm> so excited. <laughs> this is what I wake up for. <laughs> Bring all of every generation. Bring them all. Bring them all. Well, yeah. yeah, that's um that's a whole nother that's a whole whole nother nother podcast episode where i bring all of the all families and all combinations um that's my that's my fantasy um but yeah no i think that also you touched on the experience of like the group and like couples working together and couples hearing each other's Mm -hmm. processes and reflecting and but reflecting in, in both sort of like, oh, it would be helpful for us to do that, and oh, glad we're not doing that. Like, yeah. every couple is having those experiences in like couples group work, essentially. Yes, which I think is also, I mean, we've talked about that, like the love of doing couples work mm-hmm. and the challenges, and I get it. That, I will say that is a space where I am less reluctant because I've run enough couples groups mm-hmm. to know the value, but like as a person separate from my work, I do understand the reluctance around like, as a couple showing up and talking about your stuff, like it feels the number of clients and friends, frankly, who are like, nah, don't do groups. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do a group saying like one-on-one, we could tell you some things, but like, we're not gonna do a group thing. Like, I'm not telling everybody my business. Right. But there is like, they also don't know you from Adam. Like they don't know you at all right they're not coming back to which also makes couples work or group couple group work on a retreat even better right you don't even have to see them again right (laughs) you're gonna see them for this stretch of days and then literally never do you have to see them again but also you're probably going to want to see at least one of them again yeah because i think um and there's good research around that like there's good research like double dating Mm -hmm. is actually good for your relationship Mm -hmm. spending time with other couples helps you to see your relationship but also your partner in a very different perspective because you get this feedback from other people who see things that you just don't Don't see and yes definitely in therapy as therapists we that's part of what we do Mm -hmm. but over time to do that work I feel like we also become a little bit more entrenched in your dynamic Mm -hmm. because we're we become part of like the therapy process right in a group Everybody's focused on doing their stuff. And so like, there's a little kind of, I feel like there's a distance yeah, that is easier to maintain among group members that allows you to give people really like helpful feedback. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I think we underestimate that. Like to me, that's one of those obstacles that I a hundred percent get. I also feel that way. And I also feel like it's totally worth pushing yourself outside your comfort zone right. to do it like i've never really had a couple be like it was a terrible idea for us to be in this group setting no no and actually one of the things that we get so we do you know couples workshops um and one of the things that we get from the feedback is the value of just hearing and connecting to other couples Consistently, people say that, and so I mean, no matter what, these are always sort of strange. These are always strangers, essentially, and they they don't know each other. They don't know each other, and they always find value in talking to each other and hearing each other's experiences. So, I mean, if we could do lots more couples group work, we we would would definitely do it. But people get nervous about it, (laughs) understandably, totally understandable. But I think also we forget how important that is. Like if you have a circle of friends that you trust, Mm -hmm. that you would talk about, you know, anything, right? Like not just relationship stuffs, but like your health or your professional goals or whatever it is, like that feedback matters. It's so helpful. And then to have people who essentially because they're showing up to the same place, you already know that there's going to be a certain level of commonality. Like everything else about your life could be completely different but there's sort of this common thread that exactly. brought you to this place. And I think that's what is also super helpful is recognizing like, oh, I can say anything here. Cause right. you're here with me. Like right. y'all signed up. So obviously you feel like you have things to work on or things you want to like explore. And so whatever someone else says in the group, it it just becomes a safe place much faster than anyone realizes. Yeah, Yeah. And there's always someone in the group who's a little bit more, what's the word? little bit more open. Yeah. And they, they're like always, I've never seen this not happen. There's someone who's just a little bit more open, sometimes a lot more open, but usually just a little (laughs) bit. And they set the tone, right? Like then everybody else sort of ponies up to the line and it's like, all right, we're doing this. Exactly. And it's also a nice practice for vulnerability, right? Like, which is so much of in particular couples work is like, How do you make, can you make yourself vulnerable and really share what you think? And doing that with other people is, who are not your partner. So they don't have the same history Mm -hmm. with you. There's not the same old, oh, if I say this, this is definitely how they're going to respond story. Like, that's a stranger. Like, if you say this, it's really just a chance to have somebody reflect back to you in a very compassionate way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's I think people underestimate how powerful that dynamic is. And I mean, as, as all of sort of the groups we've done, I've never seen anybody, actually never, I'm going to say never, which is a rare thing. You don't yeah. get to say that as a therapist. I've never seen anybody be mean or inappropriate to another group member in no. any of our group work. Actually no. never. I've never seen that. I've definitely had groups where someone has said something that, was not received well yes and people's you know feathers get ruffled mm-hmm. but to me but people disagreed with what the person said yes. yes or didn't like hearing what the person had to say especially if it's sort of a personal reflection around like well you know i've definitely had some people where it's like it feels if i were in your partner's shoes i would feel really bullied by you right mm-hmm. but was set in a setting where it's like, oh, well then let's process that. Mm-hmm. you know, And to have the other person's partner talk about whether or not that's a feeling they've ever experienced and why does that come up. And that was valuable not only for the couple getting the feedback, but it's valuable for the couple who, where the person had shared, because it gave her partner an opportunity to also think about some of the things that he did. right, Right. Cause he's like, oh, I do that. Right. And so it's like this way of sort of gently exploring topics that had the potential to be more conflictual or confrontational in a way that feel that it just softens it. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Basically, I love doing group work. Yeah. If I could do couples group work like all the time. All the time. It's so much fun. It would be amazing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that said, (sighs) I do think it's valuable to say like, I love retreats. I love all kinds of group work it's not always the best fit. Like I can acknowledge that too. Like sure. it is not always the right place for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, yeah, if I could convince more people. Yeah. If more people and not just to ours, just in general, like right. if, if yeah, people totally. like sort of understood how valuable, like working with couples in a group setting in a place that like supports and nurtures and makes you feel inspired and creative like yeah i I wish people sort of understood how much those factors actually do play into absorbing those skills of course it's just one way to do it right like yeah obviously we think traditional therapy is fine or (laughs) yeah what else are we doing with our lives (laughs) day day out traditional therapy is great um and i love it but also there is There is a lot of value to being able to have these conversations with other couples, maybe in a lavender field in France. Yes. (laughs) Or a tropical beach in Costa Rica. Yes. Or a mountain retreat by Lake. Because then Erica will go. Yeah. (laughs) Then I will go. I'll go to that one. Okay. (laughs) I'll just make up some (laughs) marriage problems to, I'll be like, yeah, we don't communicate well. Yeah. We're going to work on that now. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. In this gorgeous lake tahoe lake tahoe retreat yeah it's totally gonna be great yeah um that's what i'm gonna do new new plan new plan (laughs) (laughs) i think it's really good i yeah i love it which actually makes it also makes me think a little bit about um my oh so i have a good read listen watch now oh okay (laughs) which also will speak to my movie taste but i feel like at this point if you've listened to the podcast i've shared enough that you're like oh Esther watches a lot of trash <laughs> <laughs> trash but like it's not I don't watch a lot of super highbrow intellectual things often um I totally love the movie Couples Retreat yeah which I think you said you haven't seen mm-hmm. with like Vince Vaughn and who else is in it? oh Jason Bateman who I love is oh I it. love and, Jason and Bateman. Bell is in it Kristen Bell is in Couples Retreat? Mm-hmm. I've seen yes. like 10 minutes of this movie. How have you not watched this movie it's already? It's been on and I've like seen like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes of it, but apparently not the part with Kristen Bell. I don't know what I was, I don't, what I was doing. I don't know what you were doing. I wasn't really paying attention. It was one of those it's on things. Yes. So I feel like this movie is old enough that I am going to spoil it sort sure. of for you because you should have seen it by now. Sure. But essentially, it's it's just a good picture and it's funny. At least it's funny to me. Of like, sort of what happens in a couple's like when you have a group of couple friends, mm-hmm. and the things that sort of people share and then don't share, and like what happens in a retreat. So basically, um, is it Justin Bateman and Jason Bateman? Did Jason, I, I yeah. think you did, but I knew who you meant. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, everyone else knows who I mean. Yeah, I do. Still, really love him, even though I said his name wrong. Yeah, yeah. he's great. He's fantastic. So anyway, he and Kristen Bell are married they're having issues. I won't get in details of it. And essentially they want to go on this couple's retreat, but basically the only way they can afford to go is if they get the group package uh-huh. so they convince three of their other couple friends to also go. Oh. So it's them. And so they're going with people they know. They're going with people they know. Oh. On this retreat and it's like, you know, and it's beautiful. You would not be super excited because it's in the beach. Yeah. But it's beautiful, like this beautiful <laughs> paradise, and they do like like yoga and they, and then they have like individual sessions while they're there too. But it was just interesting because it's like very different couples mm-hmm. and how they each kind of like learn different things. So I think it's it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. but it also like points out no matter how close you think you are, because I get that a lot too. it's like, well, I have a circle of friends. And even, like, me going on the retreat I went on, I'm like, I have a circle of friends. Like, I have people who I totally talked to about the stuff that I talked about when I was in France. Mm-hmm. Mm, not the way I talked about it when I was in France, though, right? Like, yeah. there was this, there are, there were activities and facilitators that pushed for a different kind of conversation and a different level of, like, honesty with yourself and with others. And I feel like this movie is good for that. Because it was like, there was all this stuff that came out about each of the couples that, they're Like, these are their best friends, like, that they just didn't know. Right. There's just a certain amount of intimacy that happens when you are traveling with other people. Yeah. Including, obviously, including your partner, but also just yeah. random people. Like, I think we've all, or if you've traveled, you've kind of had these experiences where you, I don't know, you take a bus tour with somebody or yeah. whatever, and there's just this this intimacy that happens that wouldn't happen if you were at home. No, right. For some strange reason, there's, there's a different, I mean, your brain goes into a different mode. Ma, back to cues. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Like it's, everything is novel. I'm learning this again. Like the, the everything about the experience creates a certain level, I think of vulnerability in terms of like. I don't know all these people and I don't know all these places and I don't know the food or I don't like, you're always exploring something new through the whole process. Mm-hmm. And that does open you up and create closeness. Yeah. And so anyway, that's my cheesy movie pick just cause it's very rele- relevant to what we were right. just talking about. Yeah. And funny cause Vince Vaughn is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my cheesy read, listen, watch for this nice. episode. Nice. I would totally. I would totally like to get people's like, hear other people's thoughts about it though,
1: because yeah, I'm a lot of
0: people have seen it. So I'm just the lone, it's just weirdo. It's okay, usual, it's fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone messaged recently; they wanted to know if you had made it to New York yet. So I am going to New York in two weeks three weeks two weeks something so like that exciting. I have no idea what I'm doing people keep asking me what I'm doing and I have a list of things because you know people people like, everyone else to, everybody is like you have to, to go home or has been to New York yep. several times so everybody has, is giving me their list and I'm collecting them and then doing nothing and then you're gonna go and sit in Central Park and do nothing <laughs> probably because that's what you do <laughs> on vacation <laughs> Is there a lake somewhere? <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's, there's some books I haven't there's, read. Yeah. And um, there's, like, there's water inside the park. There's you know, water. You can no, go I sit. Just go. You can totally go sit by the water. Cool. The, that's yep. what I'm doing. See, that's why I don't need to go to New York. This is exactly <laughs> why I don't need to go and have not gone until now, even though I've lived in DC for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Because I'm gonna go to Central Park and feed some ducks, guys. Yes, <laughs> Which, I'm gonna be so relaxed when I come back. You're gonna be like, like, "What did you see? Ducks? Ducks? I saw some ducks, trees, and trees, a couple hot dog carts." Yeah, great. I have good those times. things in DC too, so I don't know why I need to go to New York for that. They they do. <laughs> so <hopefully, laughs> we have great food trucks here. Yeah, hopefully you're gonna explore beyond that. I'll try. Good. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, all right. Well, maybe we'll have to do an episode at some point on like my New York adventure. We'll talk about your New York adventure because I also like. To me, the ex the extended version of our conversation about retreats is like the value of just travel.
1: Oh, on right. Like your
0: personal yeah growth in general. Did you, you know that I like was late to the game about travel? I've been like anti-travel forever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm proud of you for making some moves. <laughs> And apparently this is going to become like an ongoing theme where i'm like let's do an episode on this thing that you don't like so i can well, convince, convince you me. that you should oh <laughs> so hopefully i have convinced you that i maybe should be sometimes a, a, right, a normal person like everybody else mm-hmm. and that maybe go on a retreat because it could be fun yeah yeah i mean if somebody maybe lake tahoe like i said if i find a lake tahoe couples retreat i'm gonna make up some, some I, marriage problems <laughs> gonna be like steven we gotta work I on I, you know what i'm stuff. gonna find for you is i'm gonna find you a lake tahoe writer's retreat oh my god see you would be my favorite person exactly in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that see? i would do and that is totally work you're right that is totally work and i would totally do it exactly because writing well is is hard yeah. work yeah but which lake i think tahoe, but by, it's like exactly i could do that you could be working in a beautiful place, and I think that your total response is actually like the key message for today's episode, which is basically <laughs> like if you don't like retreats, then maybe it's the topic. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Right. It's fair. Yeah. But I like couples. I mean, I I do. But like you don't couples. feel like you need to work on your relationship. That's true. Accurate. Accurate. But you would totally go work on your writing,
1: Absolutely. which is awesome.
0: Which is. I mean, no no, I feel like I need to work on my writing so. I would love to do it in Lake Tahoe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Just, if anyone knows any Lake Tahoe writers retreats, don't up. be shy. You know where to find us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me. Uh, Instagram's the best place to find me, but you can find me on all the social media places, except Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat. Mm. It's just too much. And yeah. I'm old. Right. I feel like I'm too old for that. I'm too old. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Isn't everybody too old for Snapchat? I'm pretty sure all, all everyone, everyone is, is too old. Even, even the kids are. So, you know what? Somebody just told me recently that their dad Snapchats their kids, which seems like the cutest grandfather grandchild <laughs> relationship of all time. So apparently you're no one, you're never too old for Snapchat. I guess I'm Except wrong. for me and you. <laughs> um, but you can find me everywhere on social media, Esther B M F T and you can find the podcast on our, newly redesigned therapy is not a dirty word uh website which is just therapy is not a dirty com. yep backslash podcast and you can subscribe rate review Mm -hmm. please subscribe rate review yes (laughs) um and you can also submit topics for us today we're not doing a therapist problem because i feel like we don't have any problems we don't have any problems today that's (laughs) why erica doesn't like going on retreats she's not (laughs) any problems (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <your> problems <laughs> <Your writer> problems. <laughs> your writer's therefore writer's retreat that's the answer to all of the problems for today find a retreat <laughs> whatever your problem is find a find retreat it's all about it yeah um but definitely submit your therapist problems to us online or um and you can send them to erica along with all of your recommendations for other places she needs to travel to and everything yes. she needs to do in new york that she is definitely going to ignore and not do but tell her anyway yes and you can find me online pretty much everywhere, also except Snapchat, um, as E in Flats. Um, and oh, you can find the practice if you want to. Yeah. Try if you live in the DC area. You want to yeah. work with one of us? Uh, GroupTherapyAssociates.com and on Twitter as GTA Therapist. Yes. And also all the social media. Things. And then all the social media things. Yes. And if you happen to be interested in our retreat whether it's Costa Rica this year or whatever we're going to do in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, again, therapyisnondirtyword.com. We'll That's have a detailed nice to go, All of that kind of stuff. All right. Well, this has been fun. Can't wait till the next one. Yes. Thanks for listening. So what'd you think of today's episode? If you're listening in the anchor.fm app, hit the button up at the top and leave us a message. You can also send us messages on Instagram or Twitter at EsterBMFT and at Ian Flats. You can send us your therapist problems, suggestions for read, listen, watch, or ideas for upcoming episodes. And with that being said, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor.fm. Catch you in the next episode.